Adventus. The Lord is coming. So we need to get ready. We need to put our house in order, get it swept and clean. We need to prepare. We need to cleanse and purify ourselves for His coming so that we can be confident when He comes that we will not be ashamed. That early ancient creedal cry of the first Christians, their everyday greeting to one another was Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. They longed and they anticipated for his coming because they had prepared themselves by repentance and purification. The heart's cry of the Christian is a far cry from Adam after his sin when he was huddled in the bushes hiding from God after his attempted coup. We cry, come Lord Jesus, with all zeal and fervor and desire, a holy desire. He cried, oh no, he's coming. Quickly hide so that he might not find us. There he sat there with his woman, hiding in the bushes, afraid, afraid of his very dear friend who had walked with him in the garden his very maker, who gave him life and loved him. Adam didn't want to see God, and he didn't want to be seen by God. He was hiding in the darkness. He was afraid of the light. That which was once sweet and life-giving to him now fills him with dread, causes him to slink off into a dark place, trembling. He is full of guilt and shame. He's hiding from the very lover of his soul. And that's what guilt and shame do to us. They essentially destroy our confidence to come into the presence of God. When we're in trouble and we need him, so often instead of running to the church, of running to the altar and to the community of faith, we go hide in the bushes. We go hide all alone in our pain, we hide from the lover of our soul. All of us, tragically, and this is the tragic part of the story of humanity, all of us are born into sin, meaning we suffer the effects of our father Adam's sin, which basically sold mankind into a kind of slavery to corruption and death. It's passed on to the whole human race. And it's not just mortality which we suffer from and have received from our Father. There is also a sort of stain of sin which inclines man to hide from God. It is a sense of shame. In the homily to the Hebrews, the homilist calls it an evil conscience. And that's why we baptize babies, by the way, not because they have any personal sin. But baptism, whether it is for a baby or for an adult, it is the new birth. And it washes away this evil conscience, this stain of sin. It makes us a new creature with a new nature. In the waters of baptism, we are born again and risen with Christ. We're freed from that which we inherited from Adam. Now, we still have to pass through the consequences of our mortality and a weakened flesh, but we are definitively free from 
enslavement to that thing which drove Adam into the bushes. We are free from an evil conscience. We are free from shame and guilt. Free to come boldly into the presence of God. The problem, as we all can attest, is that as we go through this life, we're still in a battle of temptation to go back to the old ways, to choose the flesh with its passions, the world with its allurements, instead of the kingdom of God. This is sin. It's basically a failure to fulfill the purpose for which we were created, and that is to be united to God himself through a complete and total offering, a gift of ourselves to him, which is realized and manifest through obedience, through trust, through love. The end of this goal of our life is pure joy and delight, nothing more, just glory and joy. And yet, so often this eludes us, but it eludes us because we choose poorly, not because we are any longer enslaved to the old man. The thing in us which drove us into the bushes, away from God, into the dark, that has been washed away by the new birth. That is for certain. We are truly cleansed. We are purified. We are free from the inevitable spiritual death, which is inescapable for all those who remain in their original sin, who have not been washed. But if we go on sinning after this new birth, after our cleansing and purification, we will, once again, become familiar with that old guilt and shame, and we once again will want to hide from God. That is the actual dangerous situation we are in. It is a battle, it's a fight, and we are warned in the scriptures that our adversary prowls about like a roaring lion, and he seeks to devour us, but we can resist him steadfast in the faith. Now sometimes we slip, we fall, we do go back. And when we do, it is necessary that we be washed and purified. Not in the font of baptism. There's only two births. There's your first birth and your heavenly birth. There's not a third. But we need to be washed with a baptism of tears, with a baptism of repentance, we need to purify and cleanse ourselves by turning back to God in our hearts and committing ourselves again to love and to obey Him. And we have to do this throughout our life. We really need to do it daily. The internal devotion that we foster, that flame of love for God that we must fan, the desire for God, our dependence upon God, this is the beginning of our cleansing and of our preparation to receive the coming of Christ. It, of course, must be followed up with obedience. We must take Jesus seriously when he says, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. The Lord Jesus comes. This is Advent. We look forward to his coming in the nativity, in his birth. We prepare for his coming at the end of the age, but we cannot fulfill him or receive him in fullness unless we are cleansed, unless we are prepared. Just like the Blessed Virgin, who had been purified, she was full of grace. She had been made ready to be the ark of God, 
the burning bush not consumed, the temple of God himself. He took from her humanity. He took from her a humanity free from the stain of Adam's sin, and yet still in its weakened condition. Our prayer this Advent is that we might be purified and cleansed of our personal sins. We've already been cleansed from that evil conscience in baptism. But that we might be purified and prepared in our personal sin, from our personal sins. So that we can trade any sense of guilt or shame that we might have. That which would cause us to hide from God. To be shy. That we might be free of these ugly things. That we might run with boldness and diligence. With desire to the altar. And there receive Christ. That we might come before God with confidence in our prayer. When we can do this. When we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. With boldness. This is an indication that we have been freed from shame. That we are ready to face God. That we desire for him to look upon us. We must become like the blessed Virgin Mary. Made pure and holy. A vessel to contain the uncontainable God. We must long to be Christ bearers. Let's not go back into the bushes with the old Adam. Afraid and hiding from the lover of our soul. Let's this Advent prepare Let's prepare for Christ's coming into our own hearts, our own lives. Let's be cleansed so that with holy anticipation and hope, we can cry with all confidence and with all joy, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.